Welcome back to Wave After Wave. I'm your host, Seas. This episode two is a very special episode because we're going to get into perspective. Seeing double the power of perspective in a world of duality. You know, numbers are shaped in formation that is similar to other numbers. Um, The reason why that is very unique is because sometimes you might perceive the number to be a number that it really isn't. Like the one looks like the seven, but just the seven has a little slant. And the six looks exactly like the nine, just depending on if it's on its head or if it's turned around on its tail. So just from our number system, we count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can see that there are similarities in the different numbers. And sometimes the number may look like a different number. I find that to be interesting because in life, life is filled with a bunch of numbers. So it's like it may appear to not be your number or it could appear to be your number. And life is like the greatest lottery to ever exist. You know, just waking up every day, you know, you, you win. But sometimes it appears like you didn't get the right numbers and you try to play for some other numbers or you might look at someone else's numbers and you think the numbers that they have are the winning lottery ticket. But that's just the perspective that you have from the outside looking at what you see. And that is relative. It's relative to what you deem is uh, or what we deem is success. You know, it's like um, one person can have a car and a person walking can see that person with a car and say, man, that's a sweet car. I, I'd do anything to give to get a car like that one, to get in a car like that one. And the person driving that car might have received the car from a loved one who passed away and. The car is nice, yes, but they would give anything, including that car, to bring that loved one back. So, you see, it's just a matter of perspective, the value of that said car. And then the person who's walking, admiring the car, doesn't know that maybe someone is watching them walk from an apartment who's in a wheelchair. And so they're saying, man, I give Anything to have those legs, boy. Look at them walk. They're just scrolling. They can just go anything. They just wheel themselves out of it, right? And I have to literally wheel myself around. They can jump behind vehicles, and now they can roll out. And life is just filled with relative perspectives. So when I started to reflect on myself I started to notice that my perspective was a little distorted. Deception distorted my perception. The deception I had was of what value really was. A lot of us have heard of the American dream and the white picket fence and the dog and the big old home or house and the kids 
and we we put all of these parameters around when we're supposed to have access to these things and the thing about that is is that those things don't actually make the house into a home and your heart is where the home is so essentially if your inside doesn't feel like home then your outside reality could never truly be home duality is as above so below as within so without the way it's properly defined is the quality or conditioning of being dual the instance of opposition or contrast between two concepts or two aspects of something so to break it down even further you got a left and you have a right you have a up you have a down. You have an inside. You got an outside. But I want to go back to the left or right real fast. A lot of us have heard people refer to a question as right or wrong. Someone might ask you, well, what do you believe this to be? And they say something, am I right or wrong? Well, the thing about that is, is when you eliminate left, because it's not right or wrong, it's right or left. Now, you, you're, you're at an angle that is only a right angle. There's multiple angles in this geometric equation that we call life. So it should actually be left or right. Am I, am I left or am I right? Am I standing? Am I seeing this from the left or the right? And when, when we can look at each interaction, each experience as just a perception from the left or the right, now we can honor where that person is coming from because it might not be what we deem as right or wrong. But ultimately, we are not the deciders of what is right or wrong, nor should we aspire to be when it comes to communication if we can just see what the other person is saying we have now gained the ability to see things from an aerial view i was in the plane or i was on a plane the other day coming back from florida i was visiting my father and um i started to come over the hometown that i grew up in and i noticed that there were things in the town that i had not realized were there when i didn't know there was a pool in that backyard when did they put that on that street oh man look how the scope looks different from on the plane and that's when I realized that when I drive through the city, just in my car, I can only see what's in front of me, to the left of me, to the right of me, and behind me. And that behind me is not even all the time. You know, oftentimes we don't even look behind us. But when I'm in the plane, when I have the aerial view, I can see this overview 
perspective of the same town that I thought I knew from above. And that's a lot. That's what a lot of shared collective perspective is like, because your backyard looks completely different than my backyard and my backyard looks completely different than the next person's backyard. But if I allow for you to share with me what your backyard looks like and then I allow for the next person to share with me what their backyard looks like, well, now I can add up my backyard, your backyard and the other person's backyard and gain a bigger picture of what the actual landscape is. And so when when I began to quantify that to people's opinions and perspectives and stories and experiences, it made me desire to to be a better listener, to seek if I could only see what they were saying, then I would be able to gain more of a perspective, more of an experience of this journey that is life. I went to go see The Little Mermaid when I was down there in Florida. Man, that was a great movie. You should definitely check it out. Highly recommend it. In the movie, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, wanted to be above the sea, above the water so bad. She desired to see these things that she'd only got access to when they fell through underneath the water. She dreamed and sang and danced about how much better life must be on the other side. I'm sure by now, if you're listening, that sounds pretty familiar of how we are on social media sometimes scrolling and and peering into snapshots and pictures and videos and reels of other people's lives, telling ourselves how wonderful that must be to be in Dubai for the weekend, to go on a trip to Mexico with my boyfriend, to shop till I drop at Saks Fifth. We tell ourselves these things in our own minds as our own narrators, depicting what we see as substantially better than what we already have. Now, just like in The Little Mermaid, there are reminders in life that try to bring us back to a place of appreciation as we neglect the things that we have right in front of us that we can see. Every time our bodies become sick and you get your runny nose and you get a sore throat and now you can't eat like you want to you can't talk like you want to you're you're at work and you're you're miserable that's a reminder that when your body is in perfect health when you don't feel like that that every day you wake up like not feeling like that that's a reminder that you're doing great when we sometimes fall off track 
and things get taken from us. Car crash, now we totaled our car, and oh man, I have to go back to walking. Those situations all are filled with dual perspectives because inside that situation, you can look at it from numerous angles or you can choose to look at it from a singularity, measurable standpoint. I have lost my car. Your car, a car that can be replaced. Not your life that can't. Not your, not your ability to buy a new car. You just lost a car, right? And even if you have to walk it out for a while, when was the last time you walked? See, every situation allows for us to gain something if we only look the other way. Because inside the universe that operates out of duality, there's a left and there's a right. There's an up and there's a down. When we walk with our heads down too long, we forget to look up. And when you walk with your head down too long, your spine starts to form that way. And when your spine starts to form that way, your body says, I guess we don't need to look up anymore. And then, then there's now there's this kink in your neck. And so it's like, even in your body motions, your body will lock in and set in towards the direction that you look the most. So think about your mentality for a second. If we quantify that times the way we think, it's like if we only see things from a perspective of everything that's happening outside of me is more than me, is more than what I have access to, then that's the way we perceive our whole reality from a less than mentality. And that's absolutely a choice because after all, we are the narrators of this journey. Each of us is the director, the main character, and the writer of our own movie. So what story will you tell yourself? I know I've told myself many of lies. In the past, I wanted to see myself in the singularity of being just a good person or a good guy, right? But I realized through reflection and through shadow work that I have done bad. I am more than just good. I am good and bad. After all, the reality of this universe operates in duality. So how could I escape that? It wasn't until I was able to see myself in the mirror that I realized that I had been lying to myself for a very long time. The mask that I put on for external acceptance 
began to fall by the wayside as I realized that even though I had put these masks on for acceptance, I still could be replaced within an instant. Conformed for a job, we're going to have to let you go. Conformed for a romantic relationship, I'm not in love with you anymore. Conformed for acceptance from friends. Man, they don't even like my pictures. When was I going to be true to self? I didn't even realize I wasn't being true to self because I told myself that these things that I did for acceptance were me. The deception of my perception was so heavy inside my reality, I created smoke screens and a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And once the smoke began to clear, I had to face who it was that was left behind the mirror, which was my child self, my inner child, who I neglected and forgot to protect as I emerged into growth and decided to conform so that the world would now accept me in these spaces. And it wasn't until about 25 that I realized that I had did a lot and received a little when it came to fulfillment internally. It was like there was this this void inside me that I couldn't fill. I had access to money. I had access to women. I had access to clothes. I had access to places I couldn't go before. I thought I had the things that I wanted but I didn't appreciate the things that I needed and I needed myself the most it wasn't until 27 that I began to really take a deeper look within on this journey within to find my soul that I found God being raised Baptist felt like a relationship that was given to me to access God. But I wanted to know God for myself. I wanted to find God for myself. And so reflection truly led to my resurrection. When I started to reflect on my life and my choices and how my part played a key part in the direction in which my life went, that's when I was able to see the beauty of being the bigger person. I know a lot of us sometimes deal with relationships with people who are older than us, parents, coworkers, 
And we might tell ourselves, why do I have to be the bigger person? I once thought that same way. Why do I have to be the bigger person? No, my father needs to call me. Why do I, I don't got to call him. I'm the child. Well, what I realize is ultimately, what do I want to experience? That's all that matters. Because when I try to think about what I want to experience times, how the experience is going to be for them times, well, when the experience is going to be, I'm, I'm doing too much calculation outside of me. And all I must do is master self. So ultimately, if I'd like to hear from my father, I'll call my father. I don't wait to receive the things that I want. If I want to hear, I love you, I tell myself, I love you. If I feel a lack of appreciation, then I tell myself, I appreciate you. I transitioned from looking from things outside of me into looking for things inside of me under the sea is where I began to see I once heard when I was a boy when in Rome do as the Romans my mother told me this quote I used it to navigate through certain communities that I didn't actually live in. I didn't want them to know that I talked different than them. Because in certain scenarios in the past, that led to joking and hazing and other treatment that I didn't want to receive. So I wind up learning how to be like the chameleonaire and blend in. Well, in blending in, I began to master how to pretend, how to pretend to be something that truly wasn't me because I wasn't properly trained on how or taught to how to just be me. And I remember having this question conversation with my mother as she expressed a distaste in my clothing. She asked me about the kind of clothes I wore and said, you know, maybe you should put on something a little less threatening. You know, you're going out tonight and, you know, what if this and what if that, you know, fear started to seep in as she watches her young black son enter the world again as he leaves her door, her eyesight of protection. And so she tried to get me to conform again. And I remember I, I looked at her, I turned around and I said, if I always have to be something that's not me, then when do I get to be me? And she looked at me as if she had never thought 
that deep about what she was instructing me to do. And needless to say, y'all, I didn't change my outfit. (laughs) I went right outside with what I had on. And when we are faced with conforming for other people, we lose sight of our own perspective of self. And you can't abandon self because yourself is the only one there when no one is with you. Yourself is the only one there when you are in your mind running through your memories. Yourself is the only one with you when you lay in your bed and you dream your sweet dreams. That's when you're with yourself. And our internal world makes a ripple of our external world. See, I used to think that the eyes were just things that we peered out of. And it wasn't until I realized that the eyes are like a double sided mirror. It's like a fun house. Your memories, your mind has stored imagery that plays simultaneously as you go throughout the journey that is life. So these stored images and experiences help to navigate and recreate what you've already experienced. And sometimes the way you've experienced it was just a variety or a version of how what you experience can be experienced. For instance, my mom one time made Brussels sprouts when I was a young boy. She made it in a pot with boiling water and it was frozen. And I had a very strong disdain for Brussels sprouts all the way up until I tried them again as a man and they were sauteed and grilled and they were in olive oil and they were they were covered in seasoning. And I said, man, what is this? This can't be the same Brussels sprouts I had as a boy. This tastes delicious. The difference was how it was cooked. The difference was how it was prepared. So when we take our preconceived perspectives and slap our antidotal experiences over someone else's story because we feel as if I've already heard it. We are robbing ourselves of the of the opportunity to experience the same thing in a different way. When we don't allow ourselves to gain access to see what others are saying, we force ourselves to relive what we've already experienced the same way. I know I began to grow tired of the idea of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. 
I once heard Michael Jackson say, if you want to change the world, change the man in the mirror. But I didn't really know what that meant until I looked deeper into the mirror. Into the mirror, I saw, I saw in my eyes, me. It was me the whole time. Narrating, depicting, describing the bad day. It was me the whole time narrating, depicting, describing the off track. It was me the whole time narrating, depicting, describing the missed opportunity. Because when one door closes, another one opens. This perspective of the silver lining is something I had heard about, but rarely could experience because I was too busy narrating everything from a negative perspective. Too busy to see the brighter side. Too busy to see that the glass was actually half full. Rather fixating on the fact that it was half empty. Now I see that the beauty of the glass being half full is that that allows for more to be put in to the glass. See, if I had a full glass, then I wouldn't be able to add more to what I already have. And if I have a full glass, why not pour some out? But I can't pour from an empty cup. It's all perspective. And the perspective that I have now, some would call it optimistic. And others say they have realistic ways of seeing things. The only thing about optimistic versus realistic is that everything in our world that we can see that was invented by a human being was powered through optimism. It wasn't there originally. Planes didn't exist at one point. There was no Google. There was no cell phones. There was no laptops. So who was brave enough to see more than that what was in front of them. Who was brave enough to see the more that was in front of them? That's the illusion of separation between what's in your mind and what's outside your mind. Because it's all just perspective. It's all just relative. And we all are just relatives. So to the naked eye, they say, that you can miss things to the naked eye. <laughs> I like that because the two eyes on your face are fully exposed. That quote to the naked eye is normally used to describe novice. If I were looking at something I had nothing or no knowledge of, and I said, man, that looks pretty good. But then a professional came along and said, well, you know, it's good, but it could be better. That's because his eye isn't naked. He knows what to look for to, to make it be on a certain level 
of of beauty of standard but to the naked eye i couldn't see i couldn't tell well you are the professional of your own life you don't have to just use your naked eyes you can use the one in your mind you can use the one in your mind that is closed you can open that eye up and see whatever reality you choose i am c's and this is wave after wave i appreciate you all for coming and listening to episode two seeing double the power of perspective in a world of duality peace and love <laughs>